Good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this uh, January 24th, 2021, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, Mr. Rayo, we actually have some things to talk about on the Joe and Joe Weather Show. Yeah, I said, as I've been saying for a long time, I thought that this week would be a very uh, relatively exciting week. And it looks like that's going to be the story. Tuesday, not so exciting. I mean, uh, you know, snow. How much snow? Not a whole Tuesday, heck of a lot. Of yeah, I, I, Tuesday is to me a big duh. <laughs> it really is. Well, I Monday. Well, for folks that are are, are in uh, in in Maryland and Delaware and Southern Pennsylvania, Southern New Jersey, it's Monday night into Tuesday morning when because this is kind of in some ways this is kind of complicated. In in other ways, it's dreadfully simple uh, in terms of figuring out what's going to happen. And then, of course, we have this second system that really does look like it's going to explode into a major storm, a major ocean storm. But uh, it's because of the block and the way things are set up here along the East Coast. How far north does it get? And that that's that's the critical question. Well, the old saying, as you know, the trend is your friend. And so far, the trend, if you're a snow lover, the trend has been your friend because it has been a slow push northward over the recent uh, last few days, but it has been coming a little closer with each passing uh, run, Joe, and uh, the new GFS is coming out now, and I have not yet had a chance to see whether or not we've gone far enough uh, out to Thursday to see whether or not that push is now going to, you know, make uh, progress into parts of the tri-state area, but I've said all along, I, I was far more impressed with the, the Thursday system as opposed to the Tuesday system, and you're right. This this storm, when it finally gets its act together, is going to be a real powerhouse. But uh, unfortunately, for all of you who love the potential for snow or maybe even blizzard-like conditions, it looks like a lot of that is going to be expended out over the fishes as opposed to out over the uh, the uh, coastal areas and land areas well, of the eastern U.S. Uh, on the other hand, I do think th there could be certainly some some accum some accumulating snow uh, across. Uh, say, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, Delmarva Peninsula, depending on how this plays out. So we're going to take a look at that. The new GFS uh, is coming out, and we also have the new NAM. But before we do that, let's just uh, take care of uh, Omni True Value Hardware, the Joe and Joe Weather Show, sponsored by Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's weather, winter weather source and rock salt source. They service the entire tri-state area with everything you need to get through winter storms, and we'll see uh, how much you'll need this week. Uh, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, just north of the Southern State Parkway, 631-756-1125. They have the best prices in town. And also, and most importantly, <clears throat> they are a local business, and no better time than now uh, to uh, support uh, your local businesses. The um, I, uh, website is omnitruevalue.com. So, why don't we get started here uh, with, first off, this morning, uh, which was uh, very cold. Uh, temperatures down, most lows were in the teens. Uh, some of the warmer urban centers were closer to 20, but the wind was kind of busy all night. So I noticed that the wind chills were, were really down there. So I, I guess this is the coldest, this was the coldest nighttime morning and early morning of the, uh, of the winter season so far. I'm I'm not exactly sure how this played out for Central Park. I know the low, the lowest temperature that the park has seen was back in mid-December when it was got down to 20. I can tell you that here, I actually was a little disappointed. I uh, my low this morning just after 7 a.m. was 17, and I I got to tell you I've seen a lot colder than that. Uh, to the north, it was much colder. Our old friend Andy Gregorio, who lives up in the Glen Falls area, Joe had an interesting day yesterday. Uh, his uh, weather station battery crapped out on him as the temperature dipped down to like 9.5 degrees. And, in, and he also, in trying to change the battery, uh, he also noticed that I think his anemometer was iced up. And so what he had to do, he went back in the house, got a 75-foot long extension cord, climbed the ladder, and used his uh, hair dryer to heat up <laughs> and, uh, and unfreeze the anemometer reading. All of this, you know, while he's trying to get his weather station back and 
some of the coldest weather that he have, we have seen indeed so far this season. Uh, it's as, as the late uh, Roseanne, Rosanna Dana would say, it's always something. It's always <laughs> something, yes. And uh, temperatures today uh, during the daytime not getting out of the uh, uh, low and mid-30s. Uh, so uh, I guess today might qualify as one of those days of ineffective sunshine, which is one of my um, stock phrases that I use. So I'm going to bring up... Yes. I'm going to bring up the Weather Service snowfall forecast maps, and this only takes us through Wednesday morning. So this pretty much will cover the first event. And the problem with this, in terms of looking at the scope of what they have in terms of numbers, is that this has really kind of evolved into a two-phase event because during tomorrow, you're going to have the uh, warm advection snow that is going to run out ahead of this, and that is going to probably impact south central, southeastern Pennsylvania, southern New Jersey, back over into uh, Delaware, Maryland, and uh, northern Virginia. So out of this, you could wind up, I think, you know, no, there might be a quick burst uh, with that, in my view. But the, pro the thing is, that area will only make it to that zone and then basically fall apart because the secondary low is developing, and that is going to be taking all of that moisture out to the northeast. Then on Tuesday, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, you have the dying primary. That's probably going to affect areas a little bit further north. So I'm thinking maybe north of Route 70. Uh, Route 78 or 70, well, 76 going to 78. But in Pennsylvania, uh, generally, let's call it Route 78. So north of Route 78 and north of Route 78 in New Jersey, the Hudson Valley, western Connecticut, and into Long Island. Now, Joe, in PA, back in the Poconos and points west and central PA around State College, Altoona, Harrisburg, those places could wind up with maybe a two to four inch snowfall or a little bit more. But I'm thinking for everybody else, it's going to be one of these deals where maybe somebody gets a couple of inches and then somebody else winds up with just a coating and maybe somebody else winds up with just flurries and doesn't get much of anything. I'm just I, I'm just not impressed with this at all. And uh, you know, let's go back to what we were talking about on Friday, how my eyes were rolling around that. Some weather TV weathercasters on Thursday were showing European uh, snow totals for this upcoming Tuesday, suggesting four, five, six inches. And I'm wondering how they feel now, because I, I agree with you fully, Joe. Two shots of precipitation. Shot number one may bring, you know, a couple of three, maybe even four inches to portions of north central Pennsylvania. That dies out. We really need to see none of that here in the immediate tri-state area, and then the second shot comes in, and from what I'm seeing, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, maybe north of 287, north and west of 287, there might be an inch or two, maybe, but south of 287 for New York City and Long Island, maybe just scattered flurries. I don't really see all that much. Yeah, it, could, it could be. It could be. I just... Yeah, I, I just in cases like this, there's there's always a certain amount of variability that the models don't pick up on. So who knows where the exact a band of snow forms? Uh, you know, maybe it it forms where you suggest. Maybe it sneaks a little further south at some point. But there will be a lot of variability. So it's it's almost impossible to just kind of lay down a blanket forecast. Um, you're going to probably wind up seeing. A, 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 a bunch of different, you know, wide variations going from place to place. And that could include, by the way, little or nothing. Meanwhile, where it is playing out now, because actually the initial approach of this, when you're watching it approach today and you're looking at it in the maps into tomorrow morning, you're thinking, whoa, this doesn't look, you know, this isn't too shabby a system. It's kind of, kind of got a fair amount of moisture. That is going to be played out today in, in northern Kansas in southeast Nebraska, into southern Iowa. Uh, Des Moines is forecast in the central part of the state, forecast to get a foot, uh, looking at uh, up to a foot in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, so there is a substantial amount of snow that's being played out. Chicago's forecast to get eight out of this. So uh, they, 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 may, uh, may, they may do well. They haven't really done very much this whole winter. And uh, up around uh, the uh, Great Lakes in Michigan, uh, Detroit forecast to get four. 
Grand Rapids for your mounts actually lower as you go further north. Usually it's the other way around. They also lower as you go south, uh, although the northern half of Ohio will probably get into some snow here, as well as northern Indiana and uh, much of uh, northern and central Illinois. But it, it's this sort of east-west arc of precip that we're seeing, and winter storm warnings are up uh, for uh, those areas where I just showed you where they're going to get uh, half a foot or more, northern Kansas, uh, southeast Nebraska, uh, south, uh, southern Iowa, northern Missouri. Uh, also, some winter storm watches have actually been posted for northeastern West Virginia and the western part of Maryland and also for a couple of counties uh, into uh, southwest Pennsylvania. Now, there's uh, also, we don't want to neglect the southwest because, Joe, this is the where the system that's going to be coming in for Thursday is now moving into. And there's a lot of winter storm warnings up for central Arizona, northwest Arizona, uh, southern uh, Nevada. Uh, winter weather advisories covering uh, much of the state of Nevada, up, up and down the uh, up and down California and the Sierra Nevadas. Uh, and uh, also up into parts of uh, northeastern, northwestern California and, co and uh, up coastal Oregon. So, so the West seeing uh, some action here too that is going to impact the weather in the East when that next system comes around. It's a powerhouse, that second system. That's, uh, that's no question about it. I did get just a few moments ago, Joe, a glimpse of the GFS and uh, don't tell me. Those I didn't snow see. lovers. Don't tell me. Don't tell you snow lovers, you're just like rolling around, like saying, like, <laughs> please, maybe another hundred miles north. Come on, <laughs> push, push. But uh, well, we'll take it, a look at that soon. All right, let's lay the t let's set the table with what uh, the, the WPC folks uh, are doing. Uh, first off, on the surface map, this is back to Friday. I didn't even update it. Let me let me update this surface map here for today. And it should freshen up there in a moment, or then again, maybe not. Okay, here we go. So this was the map at 7 a.m. this morning, the core of the cold air overhead, the gradient still a little bit, actually rather tight over New England and points east because we still have what seems to be endless low pressure east of Newfoundland. Uh, we have a deep low there. There's another, you know, it backs uh, to uh, what's left of an old low, uh, in uh, east of New Brunswick, in the waters in between uh, uh, New Brunswick and Newfoundland, north of Nova Scotia. And then, of course, we've got this nice high that is building down. And now we're looking at the low that is uh, in southern Kansas. That is the first weather system that is coming into play. WPC, in their latest uh, forecast for seven-day precip, and they've been kind of going back and forth on this, Joe, with respect to the... Uh, <clears throat> Precip over us, how far north is that half to three quarters of an inch of liquid going to be? Because I honestly don't believe there's a whole lot of that for the first half. Uh, but for the second half, uh, you know, looking at, they have us in a quarter to a half an inch. So, uh, again, you want to split the difference and say that half of it's with the first system, half with the second. But you head down to southern New Jersey, down into Delaware, northern Virginia, and particularly in the state of Virginia, further south of Washington, D.C., uh, they're generating about an inch and a half of liquid here, and most of that is with the second system. And that uh, trails back into uh, Kentucky, Indiana, southern Illinois, southern Indiana, and southeast Missouri. So uh, there is potential uh, for um, for something to happen here in the mid-Atlantic states with this developing low. And then, of course, look at the west. I mean, they're getting clobbered with, with rain up and down the entire coast of several to many inches over the next week, and that'll be snow. A lot of snow is going to be falling in the... Uh, in, in interior west uh, over the next uh, week or so. Uh, very busy out there with that uh, active pattern. And I just had, oh, there was one other thing I wanted to point out with respect to the snow forecast. We don't want to leave out uh, for some areas, there is going to be um, uh, maybe a little bit of icing, uh, uh, and a little bit of an icing issue. And so we want to just point out that for southern New Jersey, southeast, southeast parts of south central Pennsylvania, south of Route 78, down into Maryland, northeast Virginia, and into western Maryland, southwest PA, uh, you may get this burst of snow, and then it'll probably go over to sleet and then freezing rain. And uh, there are a few areas, a few pockets there, where they have those winter storm watches up that they're 
looking at a quarter of an inch or more of ice accretion. Everywhere else, it's going to be probably about a tenth of an inch or less. And there are ice accretion issues going <clears throat> on today across Ohio, Indiana, central Indiana, central Illinois, on the southern edge of that, um, of that snow shield. So I just want to point out uh, for folks that are watching from, uh, from Maryland, from northern Maryland especially, and uh, on up uh, into southeast and southern Pennsylvania, that you get this little burst of snow tomorrow night, and then it might go over to some sleet or freezing rain for a while before the precip just kind of tapers down. So just, just, just um, bear that in mind. Now, uh, WPC probability of at least two inches, Mr. Rayo, uh, not impressive. I'm not impressed. No, that uh, it's it really it really does not look like a, a dynamic system. But then again, when you think about the fact that let's say right here in the immediate tri-state area, the last big snow, the last significant snow was the one that we had back in mid-December over a month ago. So now, you know, it, 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 time to make a big deal out of the next snow, be it small or big. And this certainly does not look like, again, a, a, any kind of significant uh, snowfall. By the way, I'm happy, at least for our immediate area, that it does not look like we're going to have to deal with any ice or sleet issues, which is really the worst uh, thing that you could possibly experience during a winter weather pattern, but I do agree looking at the uh, at uh, WPC's uh, hand-drawn probability of ice. They, they do have in Western Maryland and South Central Pennsylvania, uh, 10 to 40% probability of a quarter inch of uh, do you have that on? Do you have that on your screen? Yes, I do. All right, so let me, let me fact, here, go ahead, screen share. Let me let me screen that. Uh, let me share that screen here. Share the and, screen. Uh, share the screen. It will really yeah, make you green. Hang on, I got to do one more switch. There we go. Um, all right, let me just. I'll, I'll I'll make it even a little bigger on my end. I'll just widen it out so you can, everybody can see. So go ahead. Right. So this is the uh, probability of at least a quarter of an inch of ice accretion. It's valid. For uh, 12Z uh, tomorrow morning, Monday, to 12Z or 7 a.m. Tuesday morning. So during that 24-hour time frame, you can see they have a stripe. The blue is 10%. So this stripe runs from northern Missouri through north-central Illinois, Indiana, and into western sections of um, Ohio. And there's a little blip there. I don't know how they... I don't know. It's like the other night when we had that little blip over northeastern Pennsylvania. How, how do they know that? I have no idea. Either that, either that, yeah. or 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 somebody just kind of accidentally just you know hit the pen there and didn't want to bother to start the map from scratch, so just left exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> or there's and a tiny, to... or there's a tiny little mountain there. Yeah, and then we have a ten percent over. Uh, southwestern Pennsylvania into western Maryland, northern Virginia, um, parts of uh, uh, eastern uh, West Virginia, and the green, and you can see a teeny little bit of green there over in uh, north central Illinois, and also into parts of Pennsylvania and uh, Maryland. That's a 40% chance. I guess wherever the green is, that's where you really have a definitive threat of uh, uh, possibly a tenth to a quarter of an inch of ice accretion from the 24 hours starting tomorrow into early on Tuesday morning. Uh, there's nothing for Sunday through Monday or Tuesday through Wednesday. So that'll be the time frame to watch for ice will be from tomorrow morning to Tuesday morning in this zone right here. And unfortunately, again, uh, here in the tri-state area, we needn't worry about any of that. Uh, it'll just be snow, whatever snow we can get our hands on. All right. And uh, by the way, Joe Rayo is monitoring the chat board. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, please, by all means, uh, let us know. Because uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, if we can, we'll certainly address them on, on the air and try to answer your questions. So that's WPC's uh, forecast for... Uh, today, for I'm sorry, for the next 72 hours the, on the map that I've got on the screen now is the probability of at least two inches. And uh, the max area is across southern New York uh, from Binghamton West. So Binghamton wind, winds up being the jackpot zone again. Don't be surprised. They have kind of nudged it. The, the, uh, the low end probability has been nudged further south 
today, so they kind of pushed it south over Long Island. They actually kept much of Long Island and even northern New Jersey, much of northern New Jersey out of that, even in the low probability, but they seem to have pushed that a little bit further to the south. And uh, also on the southern end, uh, down into Pennsylvania, northern Maryland, low probability of at least two, uh, but that doesn't mean you can't wind up with a coating to an inch or so. And that's, that's really what I think was, will happen when you get that uh, initial burst. Now, on their long range, they actually, interestingly enough, for Thursday into Friday, Joe, they I was kind of a little surprised with this, uh, but uh, they actually have a 50% chance, uh, up to 50% chance of at least a quarter of an inch of liquid equivalent snow or sleet. So let's say two to three inches. So they have a 50% chance of about two to three inches from north from uh, eastern Virginia, uh, in the uh, right near Chesapeake Bay there. Uh, to northeast across the Delmarva Peninsula, Delaware, and into southern New Jersey. And actually uh, also has the 10 to 30 percent. This is what surprised me. They actually got the 10 to 30 percent up uh, to just north of Poughkeepsie uh, along Route 84 in Connecticut and then uh, turning northeastward from there. I don't know. I, I kind of thought that was a little bit aggressive, but maybe they know something that we don't. Maybe. I'm, uh, in fact, uh, I'm, I'm looking right now, Joe. I know you haven't looked at it yet, but I'm going to take a look at it. Uh, Le Plumes. Oh, Le Plumes. We can certainly for. do the Le Plumes. The, the, uh, plumes uh, by the way, I, I was following them yesterday and last night, and they actually were kind of inching up a little bit. The last one I looked at was, uh, I think, the, uh, the 3Z, so the one that, that came out uh, just after – uh, at 10 o'clock last night. So those were the, the last ones that I took that, that I took a look at. I'm sorry, the um, yeah, the 10, 10 p.m. ones. Uh, those were the last ones I saw. So I, don't, I, I haven't looked at any right. since. All right, so I'm, gonna... I'm looking at it right now. This is the, I'm looking at the 9Z right now and just checking out, for example, um, total snow for White Plains. And White Plains, they, they actually give um, What's what's tomorrow? The twenty the twenty fifth, right? Right. Twenty sixth, and uh, actually, by the time we get to the by the time we get to zero Z on the twenty eighth, for White Plains, they have two point four six inches of snow. All right, and but I'm not sure whether or not they're talking about the, the Thursday system or whether or not they're talking about the Tuesday system because it's a slow rise from six uh, Z uh, Tuesday morning to. Well, why don't you do? Why don't you do it this way? Put your cursor. Go, yeah, go to go to twelve Z Wednesday and put your cursor over the black line and see what number pops up. <clears throat> then we can subtract out the first and the second. Well, you know what I'm what I'm doing here and right now is I'm looking at the uh, the three hourly uh, snowfall, which oh okay. Peaks. So this is whatever whatever's coming. They're they're, they're impl implying that that number is going to be with the first system, which is uh, the one that's coming our way for late tomorrow night or Tuesday, right? and not for the Thursday system. So, so right. yeah, so that's, they're talking about maybe two inches. I don't know if that's, a, I, I think, I personally, I think that's a little bit on the, uh, on the excessive side, but you never know. Yeah, we'll, that's we'll kind see. of in line with what they were doing yesterday. Maybe it was actually a little bit lower than what, what was they were showing yesterday uh, for White Plains. But uh, <clears throat> let's, the first thing is, is actually... Again, you look at this, and I'm running the map of the GFS now, and you look at the radar presentation into tomorrow afternoon. <clears throat> we have got solid precip from North Carolina and Virginia all the way west to the Mississippi River, and you see, of course, where that blossoming area of snow is. Uh, and you look at this and you think, boy, that actually looks pretty impressive. But look a little closer, and what you're going to find is, look on the upper right, you still have... Northwest winds at a tight pressure gradient in eastern New England because you still have a, a, a low sitting between Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. It basically doesn't move. So effectively, you have this block. Uh, a strong high is building down from Canada across uh, the northern plains and into the western lakes. So this system really has no has has two choices. It can either just sit there or it's going to try to move somewhere and the path of least resistance is going to be mainly to the east. And that's what, what, what winds up happening is that, well, look, watch the precip area. It gradually weakens 
Uh, a secondary low forms off the North Carolina coast. It's a little hard to see, but it's right here. It forms way out. It's very weak. It takes what little of that southern moisture out with it. So, all, and so you're left with this arc of really nothing all that impressive with the dying primary, which, by the way, Joe, is so far west. The primary is in northwestern Missouri, for God's sake. And then it races eastward to just kind of redevelop uh, later Tuesday into Tuesday night. So that's the surge of precip you're going to look at uh, for areas, you know, the, the uh, southern Pennsylvania, southern New Jersey. It's whatever you get with this burst, which was a little colder and a little more impressive with the NAM, by the way. And you see it here for Tuesday morning. And then for areas further north, it's more like later in the day, Tuesday, Tuesday night into Wednesday. Then gradually that falls apart. And now here comes the next weather system. This is going to be the one that, that blows up. And I'm at 0Z Thursday, Joe. I haven't seen anything. I don't know why they have, by the way, they've got this renegade precip over Long Island and Connecticut Wednesday night. I don't know where that. You know, if you look at this, by the way, the, the set, I, I don't know if that's the secondary. Yeah, that's the, look at that. There's like a, uh, so, so the dying primary, Joe, forms a secondary that's out way out to the east on like the sail of a comet yeah you see that it's it's weird and then here comes the, the 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 powerhouse off the north carolina coast and you know what joe i'm looking at this there, there are a couple of problems here with this and one is the fact that unlike some prior runs uh, where the thing explodes right as it's on the coast it does look like the deepening is 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 happening you know, pretty much after it pulls out. And that is going to lessen it. That right off the bat, if that's true, is going to lessen any impact uh, even in uh, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, uh, and southern New Jersey. So that's something to think right. about here. Um, yeah, the other thing is, I mean, in terms of the arc of the, the northern edge of the precip, it gets into southern New Jersey as some rain, and then it, and then it's gone. So I just think the blocking is just way too strong. It, it, that's been the problem for, for, for how long now? We've had the, the blocking's been too strong. Everything is suppressed. And nothing's really changed here. The only difference is you've got a powerhouse system that's coming out that has more support. And it's still going to wind up playing out uh, well, to our, well to the south and east of us, I think. Too much. It last last year and not enough blocking and uh, the AO was bottled up uh, bottled up the vortex over the polar regions and this year the AO is quite a different story the vortex split we've got a lot of blocking and the final outcome is all of you snow lovers out there you still ain't getting what you want <laughs> well yeah and you know the lesson here is if you want to arbitrarily uh, you arbitrarily call for uh, think that uh, you know any one of these setups, be it blocking or the uh, the uh, uh, Arctic oscillation or oh, the, the Pacific North America index uh, and 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 the North North Atlantic oscillation, of course. If you think those are all the answers, and let's let's also add the Madden Julian oscillation, another one of these overused, um, you know long-range technical patterns. I'm not saying that it doesn't have uh, any any validity. It does. But at the end of the day, where is the ridge? Where is the trough? Where is the block? That's what matters, okay? And you could have all these teleconnections and all these long-range things screaming at you uh, that, uh, oh, what a wonderful pattern it is, Um it doesn't mean crap if if the trough and the ridge if the troughs and ridges aren't set up in the in, in the in the right place and in this case they're not they're just they just aren't. You know the second that second system on Thursday I think of like you know the that old TV show the uh, uh, that they used to have on Sunday afternoons with Kurt Gowdy the American sportsman where you have a couple of guys in a in a canoe or uh, in, a, in a small boat fishing and there's the one big fish and they there's a fight and a struggle and the, the darn thing just gets off the hook and scurries away and for the snow lovers thursday system basically is that one big fish you look at it you say my god look how great that looks but what happens the, the darn thing just gets off the hook 
Yep. Uh, thanks to the block, just slides underneath, and ah, uh, oh, and it's like it's you know, on the price is low. right. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fifty-nine low. I just I, I pulled up the Atlantic view, so you know, you can you you can see it, and it 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 um, it slides out. I'm just just letting these frames roll. So you you see the first system here. By the way, everything on this map it doesn't show rain or snow. It just so shows precip. So don't uh, I don't want you to you know don't don't think that it's not snow. It is. It, it just it just shows as a, as liquid precip. Anyhow, look at what's going on in in southeastern Canada, Newfoundland down to Greenland with low pressure that's just sort of endlessly rotating around and around. There is a low. There, Joe, there's a uh, there's a there's a surface low that is moving across the Atlantic now that is going to turn northward and northwestward, moved, uh, move west across southern Greenland, and go and eventually merge into the thing that's coming off, uh, off, off, the, uh, off the coast uh, for the middle of, of next week. I mean, this is just a, a totally hostile... You know, we talked about how sometimes, you know, last year there was an absolute complete lack of traffic out in the Atlantic, so as a result, you couldn't get systems to climb up the East Coast. Now you've got the problem on the other extreme where you have... You have traffic, but you have these big dominant players, um, you know, lows down in the 950s in terms of pressure that are just basically dominating the entire flow in the Atlantic. There's no room. There's just simply no room. That's what it boils down to. Right. That's no, like that. Again, that's that other analogy I used about the subway where you're waiting for your train. You're, you're a big burly guy, you know. 6'8", six, 6'10", six, 300 plus pounds, the train pulls in, the doors open, and the train is literally packed. And there's absolutely no way that you could you could try to get in, but there's no way that you're going to be able to get in. And you just let the doors close. I'll, I'll wait for another for another chance, another possibility. And indeed, that's what's going to, that's basically what the story for Wednesday, Thursday, folks. The train pulls into the station. There's the big burly storm. It looks, it says, I have no room to get into this. I'll wait. I'll wait for the next one, and uh, who knows when the next chance is going to be? Because Joe, it looks like after we get past the Thursday system, uh, overall the pattern is going to change so that it's going to start warming up some. Uh, it looks like we're going to actually well, have some it, it, mild it, temperatures to deal it, with as we go into early February. It, it, it may for it, it may for a short interval. And I just want to touch on that for a moment. So uh, I, I have the upper air out in the Atlantic. I draw a big circle around that whole you know, area of lower pressures. And, and as you watch the system approach, the, the short wave that is the storm is right there. There's also another upper low that suddenly has appeared north of Lake Superior. And of course, in between all of that is the blocking high that's in northeastern Canada. So your short wave winds up getting pushed out underneath. You can see why there's no room here. One upper low near James Bay, the other upper low that's south of Greenland actually stretches back westward toward Newfoundland and toward New Brunswick, uh, cr creating northwest flow there. This thing can't lift up. It can't. There's no room. And then another that upper low north of Superior drops down overhead Friday night into Saturday uh, during the day on Friday. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a snow shower or snow squall with that. And then that moves out. And I'm just kind of looking, what is this troughing on Monday that develops here? Hang on a second. Let's go back. I want to go back to uh, the other uh, the other map. We'll go to the U.S. map now. Uh, sorry, I just got to fix this map here, Joe. I'm in a little bit of a problem. Ah, technology, Joe. Yeah, no, just trying to, I'm just trying to get everything centered right and you know, I I forget sometimes because I'm, you know, switching 5,000 different things. So here we go. So let me just go back. Let's follow it on the surface on the U.S. map at least and get a feel for this. As the circle of death just continues to spin and on and on it goes. All right, there's your low. Can't lift up. Moves out to the east. Cold and dry, cold and dry. Yeah, then you get this ridge along, little ridge along the East Coast, a low that goes up into southern Illinois and then just basically opens up um, 
with uh, maybe a, a, a long front, a long warm front with a, another low that develops off the New Jersey coast, snow in New England, and that goes out. I'm just kind of getting a, a flare, a feel for this. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's trying. It, it's not. It's not. It's not really crazy warm, but you know, it's trying to do. It's it's trying to suddenly do something where it's developing. A, a bigger storm out in the middle of the country so that we would probably warm up if that winds up verifying. I don't know if that's right, Joe. I don't know if I, I, the, the signature overall uh, on, on the uh, on, on the teleconnections overnight was to go back to that blocky pattern again. We actually go briefly positive on the NAO and then it goes negative uh, a, after maybe the second or third of February. So that, you know, this is maybe just a blip. Of whatever, if we do get a a, a warm up ahead of some weather system in the next ten days or so, yeah, that could happen. But I, I don't know that it's anything that's going to last. Well, they had they uh, they 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 being uh, the Climate Prediction Center put us right back in the uh, in the zone of above normal temperatures on the uh, especially on the eight to fourteen day prog. They're just saying, well, flat out. It's going to turn warm again or mild again, right. and uh, you just don't you just don't see that 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 uh, that uh, upper level pattern pulling in that very cold uh, air from northern and central Canada into our area. Um, no, we still shot, don't have but, we we don't have an effective cross polar flow. We just don't. That's been a problem all winter long. And even with the the AO, we still don't have it. I'm I'm just I just pulled up the uh, the the 228 hour, you know, the hemispheric look. I mean, there's really no polar connection here. None. Uh, you, we're, we're getting we're getting. I guess we could call it dirty, you know, dirty cold air from from eastern Canada because even there the air is not all that cold. There, and you know that that system for Thursday as it moves out away from us. It looks like there's a, some kind of an upper trough that uh, is a couple of days behind it that kind of pivots around across the northeast. You would have thought that maybe that might give, you know, some snow or flurry activity, and that that's that's like nothing. It's it just right, you know, just like like a like a pendulum. It just like spins on out, and that's it, and you know, goodbye. And then you have to wait for another system that seemingly is going to try to come across the Great Lakes and maybe reform south of us. In time for Groundhog Day, February second. Right. By the way, if you uh, on the North America view, if you look up uh, in northern Canada, there that big area of purple, that is the blocking high, and you see what happens with it. It gradually weakens, but it just doesn't weaken soon enough uh, to impact the weather that's going on in the east. And I, I noticed the long-range models over the last couple of days after day ten uh, bring back the upper high up there. Uh, so, uh, look, I, I guess it hasn't really done it hasn't really done snow lovers any good uh, to have blocking to begin with. So I, I, I don't know that, that ne that's necessarily a positive. And by the way, just real quick, I, I did do I don't know if you did it yet. I did. Joe, I did draw a uh, forecast map uh, an early call and I'm putting it up right now for, for the first event for the first low. And you can see it here. Um, I know it's kind of bizarre the way I drew it. It sort of looks like a hexagon with not enough sides, but uh, um, or a stop sign with not enough sides. But uh, this is what I did. Uh, it almost looks like it almost looks like the like like the uh, the keystone they had on, on the Heinz bottle for Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where I have my, the max area of four, and then I have that 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 area of two. I, I my confidence on this Joe is 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 so low. Okay, I mean it's really low. I I, I don't whatever winds up happening out of this. If if it winds up to be even less than this, it wouldn't shock me at, in the least. Uh, if it, some areas where I have snow may, could wind up getting nothing out of this. Uh, also, uh, it's some areas might actually see snow from both the the first that warm advection push, and then they may see it from the, the dying primary. So this is a total, it's a total mishmash uh, over the course of, uh, of two days. So I, I honestly, my, when I was putting this together, I just, I had no, you know, 
most of the time when I'm doing a snowfall forecast map, I have a, I have a little bit of confidence in it. I mean, at least at the start when I do an early call. Sometimes I have a moderate amount of confidence in it. Uh, but this one I have, I have low confidence because of just how weak all the players are. I'm looking also, Joe, at the uh, on my screen at the uh, GFS 10 millibar uh, temperature, uh, and it shows that uh, things things really warming up uh, in the days to come over uh, Siberia and uh, northern Asia. And uh, oh, there's another stratospheric the, the, warming event coming up. Uh, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. So another split in the polar, uh, a multiple split in the polar vortex, and 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 we're still pretty much in the same place we've been since December. Yeah, uh, just uh, there really doesn't, you know, maybe I, I don't know, maybe maybe around the early part of uh, of February, we might start seeing a flow coming. Well, it doesn't really look all that great. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gotten to the point where we're groping for straws, folks. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. Well, Leon, uh, just want to mention Leon uh, uh, uh has hit super chat three times today, um, and uh, thank you, Leon. But don't do it anymore, okay? <laughs> just just to let you know, because well, it, it, much, it came Leon. through Leon here is... three times. So I hope that's that's what you intended to do. And we also now the first time he and the first time he and the first time he he hit super chats he has this laughing emoji it looks like uh, yes and then green, he did another one just going ha 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 right. ha he's got the screaming <laughs> hen and uh, yeah. also want to mention Steve Lapointe hitting super chat today as well as Doug Wetzel hitting super chat today so uh, the, the three of you uh, thank you uh, thank you very much most Joe and I most appreciate it <laughs> oh by uh, by the way. Um, uh, for those of you on my subscription, uh, pattern, uh, my subscription pattern, my subscription platform on Patreon, uh, I will be doing, we'll be doing a weather zoom tonight at nine o'clock. So just look for the links to that. I'll be posting them up uh, this evening. So at nine o'clock Eastern time, uh, on, uh, on my weather platform, patreon.com slash meteorologist Joe Chaffee. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean that pretty much. I, I I don't have much else to add here. This is this is um, it's very frustrating. I mean, it's frustrating from the standpoint is that you and I like to talk about stuff. So, um, uh, in, in this particular instance, we've got stuff to talk about. But for snow lovers, this is not going to. I um, I just want to say it's not going to get much fruit out of this. See now, Samata Mott says Jr. may have a lot of egg on his face before too long. We're not even into February yet. We haven't even gotten close to the end of February, and already I'm I'm already being lined up for egg on my face. And again, you know, meteorology you know, weather is probably one of the few places where you can to be taken out uh, and accused of being wrong before you even have your your for your a chance for your forecast to verify. Right. Right. I mean, really. We'll see. I, I should also stop. point out that our our friend from uh, we did this uh, at the before the beginning of the season, Jim Witt, and I have his I have his 2019 calendar here. Right. I did not get a 2021, but it doesn't really matter because uh, in the back of all of his calendars, he has the dates to look to watch out for. Joe, uh, Mother Nature's coming attractions, and I do have to give a tip of the hat to Jim because important dates to watch in the future. And for 2021, he has January 28th through the 30th. And when is that storm expected to miss us? What is that date? That's the 27th? Yeah. What is, what is that? Uh, Wednesday's the, the 27th. Thursday. The 27th is the 28th. 27th, 28th. And he has here on his calendar, January 28th to 30th, uh, important dates to watch in the future. So, you know, all things considered, he doesn't miss by all that much. No, that's actually, that I would consider that a very good call. If you have a nine, you know, you have a 959 low uh, sitting out to our east that comes off, you know, that, that starts off weaker and then intensifies rapidly off the Virginia coast, I would consider that a hit personally. Now, now he, you say to yourself, all right, so when is the next chance that he says we, we may get something possibly or whatever? 
It's February 19th through the 21st. So it may be, it may be about three, three or four more weeks before we get another potential big fish to possibly try uh, to then reel maybe, in. And may, then maybe something might appear that we don't, we, we, we can't see at the moment. Uh, while you're bringing out those dates, let me point out another date because Smatamat says in one billion years, a billion years from today, on this date, a billion years from now, the sun will be 10% brighter and the Earth's temperature will be 100 degrees higher. So, so I think well, we I'm need. To, should we put up? Should we put up a watch for that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, should 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 we, should we have a graphic? Should we draw a map? Uh, I will tell you, I will tell you, speaking of the sun, 97 years ago today, and it was a Saturday, 97 years ago, January 24th, 1925, New York City was uh, treated to, no, 96 years ago, right? 96, and that 25, and today is 20, 20 Yeah, so 96 years 96 ago. 96 years ago. On this day in 1925, there was a total eclipse of the sun over New York City. The temperature at the time when the sun uh, vanished completely was, um, was like four degrees above zero. It was very cold, frigidly cold. A few days earlier, we had like a 10 inch snowstorm. So if you wanted to see this event, you had to really bundle up because it was a bitterly frigid, cold day out there. And interestingly, Joan, and this is really weird, um, the, the, the time when the sun would go completely dark. And some of the tabloid papers, they like the New York Daily News, it was only around for, the, for two years or three years back in 1925. Uh, they said, sun will go dark. Day, is New York's day of darkness. Do you want to know what time totality hit New York on, on this day in 1925? What time? 9-11. Really? Can you believe that? That's, that's, that was... Weird, you know, New York's day of darkness, 9 11. Uh, and that was back that's, in 1925. Yeah, those are always like, you know, do 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 moments. Do, 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 you, do, yeah. do, do, do. Um, oh well, anyhow, uh, just checking to see the chairman Scott Briller. I was not 100% sure what we were doing with respect to, um, he did point out to me this morning that if Washington, Baltimore uh, wind up getting something sizable out of this, and if you look at the GFS you kind of, today, you might want to say probably not. Uh, the last time that area had a general 12 to 24 inch snowstorm was January 23rd, 2016. Uh, a lot of folks on social media in the weather groups were posting about that from five years ago. So it would be five years since they've had... Um, uh, a big one there. Uh, Reagan uh, <clears throat> Airport got 11 and Baltimore uh, 25 out of that. So uh, that was um, pretty interesting. And oh, we do have a Briller Jeopardy. Let's see. Did I do this one here already? Okay. Um, let's see. Variety hour. I'm just trying to see what he left here for. This was left for Friday, I, but we didn't do it. Do we do on Friday, Joe? I don't remember. I think we did. Um, yeah, I think we did do a Friday. Okay, so uh, no, okay, th these are different. All right, so this rare weather event only happened twice back in the years in Central Park winters. That's the first question. All right, this event. I have to. Right. So I'll give you the questions because the answers are on my weather platform on Patreon. So I have to go to that to get the answers. Um, so anyhow. Um, all right. So let's see. So this uh, weather event only happened twice back back in back to back. Let me read this again. I'm sorry, folks. I'm, I'm kind of losing my mind today. This rare weather event only happened twice in back to back years in Central Park winters. I would have to say that back-to-back -back years, we, we had, uh, well, I was going to say sub-zero temperatures. Does it have anything to do with cold? Or, well, well you, um, you don't have the answers. I, that's what comes to my mind. I don't know what the answers are either, so that's what comes to my mind. So I would just say back-to-back, uh, -back, uh, below norm, uh, below zero days. That's what I would say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and, and and that it happened in back-to-back -back years. By the way, a uh, quick, uh, just just real quick, 
Uh, we are just a handful of likes short. So if you haven't, uh, if you like the show and you haven't hit the like button, um, please do, because it makes Joe and I happy. And uh, we thank you for those of you who have hit the like button today. So um, let's let's see if we can get it over a hundred. Um, who are the Golden Snowball Award is given uh, to the to upstate New York City that receives the most snow each winter. What are the five cities that compete for this? I have, would it have to be Syracuse, Buffalo, Rochester. Um, I'm going to say Watertown. And one other town. Uh, I, I would throw Albany in there. Albany, yeah. Albany, too, I think would, would, would qualify. All right. So those are the five, I think. And, and which city won last year? It always seems that Syracuse. I thought Syracuse won it last year, and of course they've got yeah. they've, they've had a, they're in a snow a snow drought this year. Uh, which city has won it the most times? <clears throat> I'll say Syracuse. Well, it, could, it could also be Binghamton. Chris well, Nathalia that's true. Binghamton might be one of the five. And <clears throat> who is leading so far this winter? It has to be B Binghamton. It has to be Binghamton. No. <laughs> I mean, others. Most others have like ten to fifteen, and Binghamton has what forty to forty-five. No, it's 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 no. Uh, yeah, no, it has and, to. And with that big and with that big lead, if they can just go now for the rest of the winter with a normal snowfall, they'll probably they would probably win the the uh, the uh, the golden, the golden snow, snow shovel. You're right, <laughs> the fickle finger of fate award. Izzy D, Izzy D says Lakewood, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's if you only if you count it in flakes. Right. Um, so let's see what the answers are. So um, I have them here. Um, so question one, the winters of 30 and 31, 31, 32, and 96, 97, and 97, 98 were the only back-to-back -back winters in which uh, the park had 12 inches of snow or less. Um, the uh, Golden Snow, uh, the, the uh, Golden Snow Award uh, cities are Buffalo, Syracuse, Rochester, Binghamton, Albany. Rochester won it. Um, question three was who? Uh, where was it? I'm sorry. Hang on a second. So question three was which city won last year, and that is um, Rochester. Question four, this is a bit of a surprise. Which city has, no, I'm sorry. Question four is what city has won it the most times? And that is Syracuse. Question five, the city that's leading right now is Binghamton. So, yeah, we did, uh, we did very good, um, I think. There you go. There you go. By the way, we, we, we all now know that uh, Larry King, Broadcast legend Larry King passed away yesterday morning. And for those who did not see my Facebook page, Joe Rayo Weather. I did. I told an interesting, I did an interesting little story. The uh, I, I never had a chance to speak with or meet Larry King, which is something I, I regret because I was a big fan of Larry King, especially back in the early days of my, of my career, Joe, when I used to work overnights in the late 70s and early 80s, I had the... Uh, the midnight to eight shift or the two to 11 shift. And so what really got me or, you know, kept me going was listening to the Larry King syndicated radio show on the mutual network. And during those shows, he would interview famous celebrities. Then he would open up the lines and you could call in if you wanted to talk to him. Some nights he told stories. And one story he told was the Carvel story where he, he says that he was a good friend in his childhood days when he was like 17, 18 years old with pitching legend Sandy Kovacs and a few other people on his block. And Sandy Kovacs told all the kids on the block that in New Haven, Connecticut, there was a Carvel. And we all remember Carvel, uh, you know, when they were in their heyday, that there was a Carvel in New Haven that sold three scoops of ice cream for 15 cents, which nobody on the block believed. And so they bet Sandy that he was telling a, a, a falsehood. And so what do they have to do? They all jumped in one of their friend's car and they drove from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, all the way up to New Haven to the Carvel to find out if indeed this one Carvel sold three scoops of 15 cents. This was 1951, for God's sake. And even then that was a bargain. And I used to tell this story 
of, of, of the Carvel to friends of mine. And sometimes I would embellish it a little bit, make it longer. And I must have told the story more than a few times. One of my best friends, in fact, he was the best man at my wedding. When I started telling the story, he said, oh, no. Not the Carvel story. story again. Oh, no, no, no. Until finally one day he said to me, friend's name was Sam Stork. He said, Rayo, I'm going to get you for this. I'm going to get you somehow or other for telling this blankety blank story over and over and over again. Now, we fast forward to the day before I got married, August 31st, 1984. I was working for a private weather forecasting uh, service in Flushing, Queens, which, by the way, Joe used to visit frequently because it was the only place that Joe could get his hands on maps and teletype information back back in the day when he wasn't at the National Weather Service interning. Right. And, and once and, I once I got my driver's license, at least I, I you know, it cost me a dollar fifty, seventy five cents each way on the bridge. Right. Which in right. those days but, was a lot of money for a nineteen year old. That's pretty. That's that. That's a pretty hefty price, but. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my work, I'm typing, it's the day before my wedding, and into the, into the weather office comes a guy dressed like a gorilla, and he has a banana around his neck, and he's singing, yes, we have no bananas, we have no bananas for Joe Rayo. The guy, the, the gorilla, comes in, lifts me up bodily, puts me over his shoulder, I'm saying, who the hell is this, what the heck? Now, my wife, who worked with me, knew this was coming. And I was wondering, why isn't she doing anything like calling the police? <laughs> She's just sitting there watching this guy. He takes me, bodily takes me out of the office, out onto the street. And he, all of a sudden I see a car, the doors open up in the car and he flings me into the back of the car. The doors close and the car zooms, <laughs> zooms up Union Street. And I say, what the hell's going on? What the hell? And it was my, it was Sam, my best friend, my best man behind the wheel of the car, he's taking me on a trip over the Whitestone Bridge, over to the Hutchinson River Parkway, turns on to I-95. I'm saying, what the blankety blank are you doing? I have work to do. This is my last day before I get married. What are you doing? What are you doing? And also in the car were my ushers. I saw I had my, my best man driving, the ushers for my wedding. I'm there throwing a, a hissy fit. We drove all the way. I said, where are you taking me? Where are we going? I see a blue sign, Connecticut, Massachusetts. We're now on I said, where are we going? We drive up to New Haven, Connecticut. Remember the yep. story? New Haven and Larry and his friends. They yep. went up there to see you went to that Carvel. Drive up to the Carvel in New Haven, Connecticut. And on the front door of this Carvel is this is this sign. <laughs> you, that's that's actually is, that's actually quite Rayo, cool. If your name is Joe Rayo and you could prove it, you can get three scoops of ice cream for fifteen, 15 cents. <laughs> and that's and that was how I had my final day before I got married, getting three scoops of ice cream for fifteen cents in New Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, and to Larry, thank you, Larry, King. Larry King. Thank you for the for the great story, and thank you for the for the uh, bottom of the market price for, for three scoops of ice cream. All right, uh, <laughs> all right. Let's uh, time to say goodbye here. So the the uh, Joe and Joe Weather Show, as always, brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, uh, Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest rock salt provider, and a provider of everything you need uh, with regards to getting through winter storms. Should we ever get one again? 631-756-1125 with the best prices in town. They are a lo local business. And by the way, when the winter starts to wind down and you start thinking about spring, uh, Omni True Value Hardware is a great place to go to get your mulch and everything else that you need, um, your topsoil, whatever it is you need to get your yard in tip-top shape for the upcoming spring and summer season, which inevitably they always do. It, winter does eventually end. And uh, we do eventually go back to uh, get to spring and then uh, and then to summer. So because uh, the clock just keeps rolling along. And, and who do you like in tonight's game, Joe? Who's playing tonight? Tampa Bay and and who? I have no idea. Well, we got the we have we have the uh, we have the Bills, New right. York, Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
And I got, and of course, I'll go with Governor Cuomo and say, let's go, Bills. Go right. Bills. I'll root for the Bills, and then I guess the Packers are on the other side. What is, what's the other game? Packers against the Buccaneers. Packers against the Buccaneers. No, uh, I got it. I'll root for, I'll root for Green Bay. Um, Packers, you know. I have friends in Wisconsin, so I'll root for Green Bay. You have to go for Green Bay, I think, uh, yep. in this case. We'll see who it and this whoever wins today or tonight goes to the Super Bowl in two weeks. And yes, we this will not be a year where you can go to your big Super Bowl party. No, you can, right, and, and then you get to watch the the, the tacky entertainment in between. They'll they'll have that somehow. Exactly. All right. Have a great Sunday. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern uh, right here as we uh, go over whatever it is we're going to have happen over the next uh, three or four days. So be sure to come back uh, to tune in 7.30 tomorrow night. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Thank you for the 102 likes. Thank you. Nighty night. Nighty night.